Oh, are you in for a real treat? This is Episode 8 of Season 2 of the Simplify and Multiply Show. If you are a solopreneur and want growing your business to be easier, welcome to the Simplify and Multiply Show, hosted by award-winning creative, business development expert, and tactical coach, Terry Pappy. The Simplify and Multiply Show promises to become your practical, tactical, and motivational guide to succeeding as a solopreneur. Hey there, Solo. I'm Terry Pappy, and I created Simplify and Multiply to provide you a place where you can discover how to make your business more profitable. I'm going to do this by helping you remove the complexity from marketing and business development. So if that sounds good to you, listen in. I feel so fortunate that I was able to score this interview with Pia Silva. And I got to give you a little backstory here. So in 2017, around December, I think I picked up her Badass Your Brand book. And I will tell you flat out that it has changed my business. And it changed it in a way that I really needed because that was a very important transitional year for me. I had invested a lot of money in all these different kinds of coaches and people to help me with my business. And I just wasn't making the kind of progress I wanted to make. And I came across her book. And now, just by the title, you think it's about branding when really it isn't. It isn't, it isn't. (laughs) And I, I caveat that because like, I do branding for my clients. So I know what brand is, and I know how to do a brand and develop a brand and market a brand, etc. But what Pia has in this book is it's really about a business model. And she helped me see that I was providing a lot of services, you know, design, copywriting, strategy, marketing, you name it. And I was kind of like a jack of all trades, right? And so most people were hiring me for a tactical execution when, in fact, I delivered more of a turnkey type of a outcome for them in their business. And, you know, a lot of us use freelancers or, you know, just these one-off people to outsource some of our stuff as solopreneurs. And for me, I was kind of like that person for many years until I really started to being more strategic in my business. But I couldn't bridge the gap of my prospects and clients understanding that, It wasn't just a tactical thing, that it was really, like I said, a a whole all-in-one solution. So when I read Pia's book, it really helped me understand how I could transition from being service-based to actually being product-based. And she has a really powerful model that's very adaptable to many kinds of businesses where she actually walks you through how to do that. And it really transformed my business. So now I basically have three products. And they are, it's so much easier to convey the outcome that I deliver to my clients and to help them understand how what I do helps their business. And I'm just so grateful to Pia. And I recently read an article that she wrote that is absolutely fabulous. And we actually talk about it quite a bit in this interview. And it's entitled, I Can't Afford to Grow My Business. And it's all about the trepidation we have around investing in learning or outsourcing to grow our business. And as solopreneurs, that fits right into this season's topic, which is dealing with fears and unknowns in business. And so Pia and I have a very, you know, in-depth, serious conversation about money, about investing in business, about fear. And it's all wrapped around this concept of 
us really trying to grow our businesses as solopreneurs. So I can't tell you how excited I am that I was able to actually score an interview with this woman. She is incredibly intelligent, very powerful, and she will be blazing all kinds of trails uh, as her career uh, working with her husband, Steve, moves forward. And I'm so looking forward to more and more uh, good things coming out of her, her business. So without further ado, I would like to launch us into this wonderful interview with superstar Pia Silva. Hey, Pia. Oh, my God. I'm so excited you are here. Welcome to the Simplify and Multiply show. How are you today? I'm so great, Terry. I'm so excited to chat with you today. And how is life in Brooklyn these days? Life is beautiful. It's gorgeous out. I was laying on my terrace today, just oh, nice. trying to soak it all in. <laughs> Have you been traveling a lot or are you guys doing a lot of training? No, we're we're chilling. We moved into our dream apartment six months ago, and we are just like enjoying it. <laughs> I know that one of the things that I uh, first learned about you was how you, uh, you know, designed your business so you guys could travel, so you guys could take time off, and it's it's living the unconventional life. But girl, you work hard. <laughs> I do, I do work hard, and you know. Um, we traveled so much and then I had a baby. So my son is 14 months. So now we oh, just have a congrats. lot of time to hang out with him. And we have this very fluid lifestyle where we, you know, we spend a lot of time, the three of us just hanging out. And that's what I like to do. <laughs> so, and you know what? That's really nice. awesome. That yeah. is absolutely awesome. So just for our listener who, you know, maybe one or two people who may not know who you are, yes. <laughs> or at least a little bit about your background, if you could just, you know, kind of tell us a little bit about the work you're doing now, kind of how you got into this business. Uh, talk about Steve, if you like, and worst of all design, as well as your awesome book. Uh, and, and everything that you're working on. Okay. Well, how much time do you have, Terry? Because that's a long story. Um, how do I sum this up? So I started a graphic design company uh, eight years ago, nine years ago, uh, around my husband's freelance graphic design uh, knowledge and expertise. And I knew nothing about graphic design when I did it, but I said, I'm going to make a business around you and I'm going to go find us clients yada, yada, yada. We ended up in debt because that's what happens when you try to sell your services and everybody does it. And if you're not in debt, you're just struggling to get by. Right. Um, and uh, yada, yada, yada. We completely transformed our business into what it is today, which is we are worst of all design. We build badass brands without the BS for one to three person service businesses in one to three day intensives. We charge twenty to $35,000 for that. So that's a mm -hmm. one, two or three day intensive. Um, and the price is always going up. And that model has allowed me to have tons of free time to reinvest into back into our business and our brand uh, and also enjoy life. So complete transformation. And we made that transformation pretty quickly once we were in debt um, and saw the profit from it shortly after. So, you know, the 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 tweet is if is we were in $40,000 of debt and we made $500,000 in that next year just selling our services. Um, nowadays, we definitely still do that service for clients. Um, I get a ton of clients because of my book, Badass Your Brand, and mm -hmm. tons of content that I create. Um, but more recently, I've been focusing on teaching other 
solopreneurs, specifically people in marketing, branding, copyright design, because those people are really, I mean, this could not be more aligned with them, how to do what we do. Uh, It doesn't have to be in one to three days, but it's about packaging those services, getting super clear on your offer, super clear on your niche, um, so that you have a very easy, profitable business model um, and can enjoy a life of freedom because that's what I'm all about. Oh, I love it. And you know what? It's that book that launched me into the business that I have right now. That model that you created, that you teach in that badass book is exactly what I do in Better 3 right now. So I have three primary products and that's it. And before I was just like all these disparate services and nobody really knew how to engage me or if they did, they would just hire me for something tactical. When in fact they got like a whole package deal. So I'm like, why am I not presenting myself that way? And But I didn't really know how to do it because I could do so many things. It's like, where do you, what do you pick? Where do you start? And your book was like such a huge breakthrough for me. And I'm so grateful to you for putting that together because I couldn't see it. I couldn't figure it out for myself. I knew there was a way for me to present myself in such a way that made it easy for people to do business with me. And I couldn't get it right. I just wasn't getting through to people. I ended up spending so much time. And, you know, everybody has like a preconceived notion about who you are, or what you do. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of locks out any possibility for really creating something special. And so your your badass book was <laughs> fabulous. And by the way, for the listener, I am going to be putting a link to uh, Pia's book that transformed my business uh, in the show notes. So make sure you go and check it out. It's great. It's a lively read <laughs> and it will be your go-to Bible for how you structure your business model. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I'm floored by the response that I've gotten to that book, actually. And I, I'm so happy to hear how um, how influential it was on your business. And all I want is for, uh, you know, I'm a freedom seeker. And part of that is to uh, be profitable without necessarily building a whole team. You know, Steve and I had employees. We don't want employees. We want to just do what we do. And we just don't want to have to do it all the time. <laughs> we want to have time to do other things like travel, like enjoy our family and, uh, you know, and not feel like we're living, quote, paycheck to paycheck. Um, So I'm really excited to share that. Thanks. Yeah, well, you've done a great thing. And I hope you continue continue to build on it, Pia, because you're really on to something that is truly what I believe is the new economy and just really what people need. Uh, You know, I think the like, I'm a baby boomer, I'm going to be, you know, (laughs) this year. And, And so I'm used to the very traditional <clears throat> you know, post-war era kind of work life. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, where you work for a company for your whole career or, or jump around or whatever, whatever the, you know, cliche is. And people want to have more balance in their life. They want to have more freedom to do the things that they enjoy to do. And the digital world enables us to do that. So why are we not taking advantage of it. And you're, you're really helping us uh, with that slice of the pie. So thank you for doing that. Yeah, my pleasure. And oh my goodness, this wasn't even as possible when we started our business eight years ago. I mean, it, it has, the technology has evolved so rapidly in the mm-hmm. past eight years. Uh, it's, it's incredible how, how much more possible it is for anybody anywhere to do this. And it's really exciting. It is. It is. And, you know, I think it's, up to both of us and 
others like us to get everybody aware of that possibility yeah. and start leveraging it. Yeah. You know, I have clients that come to me and they're like, oh, I need help with this. And I'm like, well, why aren't you over here doing this, this and this, you know, expanding your reach and doing more with your value. And they're just focused on like one little access point to do their their expertise. And they end up really diminishing their ability to have a wider impact and get more revenue. And that's what your model really uh, offers up. So anyway, <laughs> I'll just stop fawning all over you. And stuff. I just can't tell you how, how much your, your work has really uh, impacted my business. So, Thank you. But I wanted to bring you on the show in this particular season, because which is about dealing with fears and unknowns in business, which is a solopreneur's challenge. Um, and we're both solopreneurs, uh, for all intents and purposes. And I read this article you wrote recently, which listener, I will be putting a, a link to Pia's article um, in the show notes as well. So you can check that out. The whole reason why we're actually on this, <laughs> on this podcast together right now is because of this article. And it was about uh, the way it, it touched me was about investing in yourself, investing in your business. And I know so many solopreneurs like I'll, I'll be prospecting Pia and I'll reach out to somebody and I'll have a wonderful conversation and they'll be like, oh my God, Terry, I need your help. I need this. And then we get to the conversation around the investment <clears throat> and then they end up, you know, kind of like deer in the headlights and they freak out and they just, you know, no matter what you do to try to make it work for them, it's still scary. It's very scary. Yeah. And I can tell you that I've invested tons, tens of thousands of dollars in, you know, just like you say in your article that you have too in, you know, gurus and coaches and training and you, you know it, digital this, digital that. And in some cases it pays off. In a lot of cases it doesn't because there's a lot of crap out there, unfortunately. And we kind of have to go through baptism by fire to figure it out. Mm -hmm. So I talk a little bit about that article and then we can take that from there as far as, you know, how we can encourage solopreneurs to really face that fear of making that investment and taking those bold steps. Yeah. I mean, I, I wrote that article in a rant, you know, I was on fire that day because I, think about money a lot because I spend a lot of it and I charge a lot for, you know, a lot for our services. And, um, and it's a really emotional topic for everybody. You know, everybody oh, God, comes yeah. with huge baggage about money. Everybody comes with stories about what money means. And then you make all these decisions about what you're going to do in your business without even really acknowledging what those stories are are, but they guide, especially the fear part, what you're scared of guides all the decisions in your business. And that means that you're not making logical decisions about what would actually help your business. And I feel like that is a really big problem for most solopreneurs specifically, because you're kind of in your own head and you're just making decisions out of fear. Um, so I wrote that article to try to uh, give a different perspective about what it means to spend spend money quote which is really mm -hmm. investing in yourself and your business and i wanted to show that investing in yourself i think of when you're a solopreneur you are your business so you are your most valuable asset and to me you almost even though i completely agree with you and i've done it that there's tons of stuff you can spend money on and it's like a waste you know people are great at marketing and they can't deliver and 
Lord knows that I've had that experience more than a few times, um, especially because I feel, you know, my husband, Steve is like, your standards are too high. What you expect from the people <laughs> like, I know, but still, um, <laughs> even if that's the case, I always, um, I, I try not to regret it because what I see, I see two things. One is that you, you have to kiss a lot of frogs. You know, you, you can't know the idea that you would have certainty about spending money on something, knowing that it's going to quote work. I mean, that's a false sense of, of, um, safety anyway, because nothing is going to work. You have to make it work. So right. when I look at investing in things, especially big spends, I always think about it. At, even in the worst case scenario, this doesn't work. I'm going to squeeze every last drop of value out of it. Um, and and that that way, I can never make a mistake. And sometimes the answer that this, the value I squeeze is why that was not the best investment. But that's really useful because those are the mistakes that help you in the future. So I try to just always look at it as that. And then simultaneously, even the negative um, experiences that you have all actually do increase your own skill set and your own value. I mean, I cannot tell you the different kinds of things that I've invested in that haven't quote worked, but that have made me so much more knowledgeable about things that I then advise my clients on. So I've spent so much money on, on certain marketing techniques that I never, that to be perfectly honest, I never, I didn't stick with long enough to make sh sure it happened because I decided I don't want to go in this direction, but I have, sorry, but I have so much, um, I have so much experience doing that thing that when a client comes to me and says they want to do Facebook ads, I can tell them all sorts of things about it. So that value comes to me in different ways. It's not necessarily going to come in an immediate ROI, but it, it up levels the way that I'm able to speak to and deliver value to my clients. And that does show up on my bottom line in terms of the ability to increase my prices and sell other things like information. And, you know, that was one of the most important or pivotal things that I got from your article is like, we don't take the time to actually stop after we've made the investment and then didn't get what we thought we were going to get out of it or didn't get results because we did have a learning. We did have an experience of that. And we don't, we never measure that because we just write it off as, oh, that was a waste of money mm -hmm. or, oh, that didn't work or, oh, it wasn't a good fit for me. And I know I've done that too. And I think that that's so important that we stop and look at like, okay, yes, I, I invested the time, the money and, you know, incorporated this, this, and this, but yet either I didn't do what I needed to do all the way. And I think that's another important, important point that you just made <clears throat> is people don't implement like they should. I mean, how many times do you hear people that are, <clears throat> excuse me, doing courses, mm -hmm. you know, they're out there pitching their courses and they get all these people to subscribe because like you said, their marketing is super awesome, but then the people don't do the freaking courses. They drop out, they drop off, they don't engage, they don't participate, they don't do their homework, whatever it is. And then they make that person who provided the course wrong because they didn't get the result. That just blows my mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm in complete agreement. And I really try to check myself constantly when something doesn't work. You know, did I really commit to it? Um, or did I make a decision? You know, I think it's about constantly coming back to you always 
you it's valuable to always take complete responsibility for whatever is happening. So even if it's, you know, well, I hired this person, they didn't do what they said they were going to do, um, which I've, I've seen many times, you know, I can usually find a whole bunch of ways where I didn't quite, you know, set them up for success, or I didn't know that they needed this information. They, I think they should have known it, but they didn't know it. And now I know in the future that I need to give them that information. So I'm often hiring um, people to do services for me where I'm still managing the project and I'm telling them that they need things that they don't even know they need. But I've learned that from managing other people. So that's incredibly valuable to me. You know, I I no longer hire people um, expecting them to solve things because nobody can solve your business but you. And that's Mm -hmm. a lesson that cost me a lot of money to learn, but it's a lesson that I'll, I'll, I won't have to learn again, you know, (laughs) and and, and it's actually one that I think you have to learn. I I don't, you know, I can say that right now. I don't think you can hear that and just believe it. I think you have to experience it yourself. It's a a tough one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. Terry will be right back with the rest of the show in just a moment. Season two of the Simplify and Multiply show is all about dealing with fears and unknowns in business. And no one knows the reality of staring fear in the face better than a solopreneur. That's why I created a community where solos could gather in a judgment-free safe space that is overflowing with people who are facing similar challenges unique to a solopreneur. We all need to support one another and I can't think of a more positive environment than that of solo professionals growing their businesses. This is why I created the Simplify and Multiply Peer Club. If you are a solo, no matter where you are in your business, starting out or leveling up, I invite you to join us in the Peer Club for the support, the community, and the inspiration solo professionals need to thrive. Visit simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up to be part of this very special group. So one of the other things I wanted to talk to you about is because you get exposed to so many different solopreneurs and business owners that are, you know, wearing lots of hats, dealing with a lot of pressures from all different angles, from, you know, sales and marketing to operations to, you know, figuring out their brand and their competitive landscape, all of those, you know, marketing terms and business terms. And what are some of the things that you are seeing with business owners and solos that is like, wow, that is totally a fear-based decision? Or these are some of the fears that uh, these business owners are dealing with that is really kind of holding them back. Do you have any examples? Oh, (laughs) Um, I mean, I think the one that's top of mind for me right now is, is, is the money. Um, because I see a lot of people saying, and these are for not high priced things too. I can't afford, I think that's what I call in the article. Like I can't afford to invest in growing my business. And it's, it's a chicken and the egg thing. That is such a fear-based decision. Um, mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, if things aren't working in your business, because I, I actually get that a lot from my, um, my bootcamp. People say, this is a perfect fit. They, they write me emails. Oh my God, this is exactly what I need. I absolutely need this help. I believe that this can help me, but I can't afford it right now. So I hope to get it in a couple of months. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's I mean, that is, that is a quintessential fear-based decision because um, I'm what I, you know, that's something I have to work on too, because I'm going, there's something about this that you really don't believe that it's going to or do you? I mean, if you really believe that this is going to help you increase your, I mean, my, my 
uh, this online course is $1,500. If you don't think that doing this work is going to increase the amount of money you can make by $1,500, which is nothing, um, right. then, then, but, but they, I think they do believe that. And that's what shows that it's such a fear-based decision because they do believe it. Well, so logically, logically, how could you, would you not pay $1,500 to make 10,000? That's a very logical decision, but emotionally, yeah. I can't part with that right now. Yeah. And I see it all the time, you know. It's like the equation in the brain isn't completing that logic conversation. It's too scared to really look at the numbers. And um and you know, I'm constantly make doing that math um at higher and I'm always pushing us to higher and higher levels. So no matter how much we're making, I'm always feeling that way also. But it mm -hmm. might be a thirty thousand dollar. I mean it's the same exact feeling though. I mean I, I completely relate because um it's I think it's exactly the same fear. And so I, I'm I've trained myself over the years to okay, feel the fear and then put it aside and let's look at the numbers. Actually, this is a very logical thing to do because we really do believe that this can get us that. And of course you would pay X for Y. Of course you would. So um, it's, you know, and, and that's why this solopreneur economy and all of that, that's why there's so much work on the mindset <laughs> because yes. the mindset <laughs> is everything. You know, these are, these are tools and tactics and strategies, but if you don't have the mindset, if you can't look at fear in the face and say, you know, no, thank you and do it anyway, then all the, all the strategies in the world are not going to help you because you're going to make decisions that aren't smart for your business. You're not going to make strategic decisions. You're going to make fear, emotional decisions. Yeah. And you know, the emotion is there for a reason. It's just to let us know what we're thinking. And if we have a, a negative emotion, it's because we're thinking something that's not what we want. <laughs> you know, like we don't want to go broke and we don't want our business to fail, you know, so we're going to be, you know, grabbing onto every little dime that we have thinking that that's the last check we'll be getting uh, from a client. And, and it's such a backwards way to think, but that's, that's like you, you said, it is in a totally emotional, subjective type of way of thinking about it. And you're right, money is super loaded super loaded. <laughs> yeah. And I actually, um, some of the money stories that I've learned ab about myself over the years and, and tried to really habituate myself to thinking differently are, you know, it's not worth it if I'm not working hard. Like I've actually mm. tried to come around the corner there and say, actually the things that I'm best at are, and the things that are most valuable that I have to offer are actually quite easy for me. They're hard for somebody else, but they're kind of my superpower. So mm. I used to have a real, and I'm still not there, <laughs> really, to be honest. I, I still have that, like, I have to sweat for this to be worth the money they're paying me. That's just a story, you know? It, yes. it really is, in the end, what the value is. And if it's, it's, if it's easy for you, that's usually actually what um, is most valuable. For you to offer too so and my my big problem is oh i see they need this and then i add it on and i don't charge for it mm, that's a good problem too. <laughs> I, it's like <laughs> i way over delivered to my detriment mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's that's but you know to give you an example i mean i kind of went through that with the whole investment you know logic conversation and and I, um, I came across a wonderful brand photographer and I usually just do my own photos and they're okay. Um, but I really just, I always dreamed of having like a really good pro photo shoot. And um, so I found a gal that was uh, through, you know, how you just, one person leads to the next and the next. And, and I found a wonderful 
photographer and her package was um, like her just one day photo shoot was almost $5,000. And I just kind of like, and, and I remember having a conversation with my boyfriend, Doug, about it. I'm like, wow, this is because when you think about the photography, it's not like a deliverable that you can actually make money off of like a website or a book or, you know, something that someone's delivering you something you can actually get cash out of, so to speak. Right. However, it really is because it's part of the bigger picture. And, you know, I'm doing this because I'm trying to expand my uh, my tactical coaching side of my brand. And I want to kind of create this. So I have like a vision for it, but I don't, I, I want it to be a contribution of other talent. So I don't want it just to be all my stuff. And because I know that there's going to be a bigger value that comes from that. But I had the same reaction because I'm like, oh my God, I've never spent that kind of money on photography. When in real professionals, I mean, that's probably cheap compared to some of what the pros charge. And I've had, you know, professional colleagues that are pro photos, you know, they do, they work for ESPN and, you know, major corporations and they do like these high end commercials and such. And you know, 5,000 bucks, that's probably what they, they charge for like makeup or something. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, it was, it was really interesting because I kind of stepped back, especially after I talked to Doug about it. And he's, he's kind of more like you. He's very strategic, very logical. And he looks at the, the value. He says, honey, he says, if this is something you want your business to have that level of quality, he said, you will get it on the back end. He mm -hmm. said, it will pay in dividends. And I just don't know why my initial reaction, like many, is that, oh, my God, that's a lot of money to spend on something I can't draw that direct correlation to. You don't know why? Of course you know why. We all feel that way. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's a natural way to feel, you know, and I, I don't think it's wrong to... I, I think it's unhelpful to think that that's the wrong reaction, even. Mm. There's nothing mm. wrong with feeling that way. It's just feel the feeling and then decide, yeah, but this is really going to take my brand to the next level. How much more can I charge or how much more can I sell when all my stuff looks you know, fabulous. And I look like a rock star. I mean, of yeah, you know, baby. and how, and you can even do the math on the back of the napkin. You know, if I increase my price by 10%, I'll make this back, you know, in this amount of time. Right. Exactly. And that's the step. That's what I was saying earlier that I just didn't take that step right, right. until, you know, I had the logic person come yeah, and yeah. sit down with me. <laughs> that's why, like, I try to think that I am for people. <laughs> I think you are because you certainly helped me. I mean, in many ways, many times. Now, getting back to the the fear and unknowns, and I think that's another thing. It's like unknown. Mm -hmm. That is an unknown. What is the equation on the back end? And we have to be deliberate about thinking about what that is. And so what would be just kind of like to wrap up the conversation yeah. around this topic? And I love that we're focusing on investment and money because that's a hot topic. It's a hot potato, <clears throat> especially for solopreneurs. My mm -hmm. goodness. What would be some of the advice you would give? And e even if it's about mindset yeah. or just some of the things we've already talked about, what would be some coaching that you would provide to our listener who may be dealing with this very thing? They may have something right in front of them. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sure. Yeah. Well, so I think fear, I think you nailed, um, hit the nail on the head. Fear comes from unknown. Mm. 
So whenever you're fearful of something, you can usually be pretty clearly identify the thing, the information that you don't have yet. Um, mm-hmm. So one thing that I, uh, one exercise I do whenever I'm scared of something is to uh, play out the scenario. What's the worst thing that can happen? And go far, you know, like, I can really I get extreme with it. will house and be on the street in a cardboard box with my kid and I will not have anything to eat. And then, you know, and then you look at that and go, that actually could never happen because of all these reasons. Okay. So what, you know, and I kind of like back into it and I, and when you force yourself to figure out what the worst thing that can happen is, you start to see that actually a lot of the scenarios that that would never happen. You know why? Because I know what I would do before that would happen and, and start to actually, again, like look at the logical uh, piece of it. Um, so that's like a, a, an immediate exercise, but the long-term uh, thing that I would recommend and has helped me tremendously. And this is a little easier said than done, but it's like you, you, it's a muscle. You can actually build that muscle. You know, I, I start, you know, I remember one of the first big things that I invested in for myself was a coach for a thousand dollars a month. That was a lot, a lot of money, but I really believed he was going to help. And sure enough, some of the things he told me to do in the four months I worked with him, so I only paid him $4,000, are all things that that sparked all the things that I'm doing now. I mean, in so wow. many ways. Um, and, you know, I was I was really novice at that point. So, you know, he, t- he told me to start writing my blog. I mean, he just told me to start writing my blog. I mean, that has been <laughs> tremendously valuable for me. Um, yeah. But but that $1,000, it was scary. But the next time it was, you know, it was $2,000. And the next time it was four. And, and that's what I said before about up-leveling is it's a muscle you can build. So if you're scared of something, do a little bit of it and and know that that's going to help you too because you'll do a little bit more and a little bit more and that's how you build your um your ability to take things by the reins you know and and to go for stuff and to and to kind of to have less fear about those things um and you know another thing that people are fearful of that I was very fearful of and uh, is putting yourself out there putting your oh, my face on my book before I put my face on my book, you could not find a photo of me on social media. I was like <laughs> very camera shy. You wouldn't th- think of this, right? Wow. I mean, never posted on Facebook, not do not want to see me. And I had to make a decision to, I, you know, if I want people to read my book, I think that my face, I think I need to personally connect with them. And so yes. I had to make that decision. Now you'll see my face is everywhere, but I had to just jump right in <laughs> and it was really scary and people are really mean. You know, I did Facebook ads with my face. People are really, really mean. Um, but, but you know what? It gets easier. And actually I do not care at all now. <laughs> so yeah. you just have to- Because so, you yourself. strengthened that muscle, strengthened like you were saying. that muscle, yeah. Wow. And it's also relative. You know, I think that like you were saying, $1,000 back then was like, oh, my God, I'm going to die if I have to sustain this, mm-hmm. right? And then today would be like, okay, I could do two or five a month or whatever, right. and you know, just throwing numbers out there. But that's that's kind of how it was for me because in the beginning, I was very uh, cautious about the, the types of investments I was making. And now I'm making much bigger ones, even though I still have my emotional kind of like... Ugh. But you built that muscle. You built that muscle Mm -hmm. because it's a higher number that you're feeling that about. Exactly. Exactly. 
Yeah. And you're also yeah, able to because you make more money. And how, why mm-hmm. do you make more money? Because you've been doing things to grow yourself and be able to charge more. So it's it's a, it's a great cycle. Feed yeah. it. Feed the cycle. <laughs> and, you know, it's interesting because I, I know a lot of people have, especially in the online world, have been burned by, you know, inadequate resources. Let's just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. That um, even if they did go full in and, and participate and engage and do what they needed to do as far as owning their side of it, they still might have just gotten not the best guidance or it might not have been a good fit. Mm-hmm. And that can sometimes uh, make cynical mm-hmm. uh, people yeah. and also uh, create this kind of guarded sense of moving forward. And so when the right person does come along because... You know, the universe brings us all together when it's when it's right. Um, they they still have trepidation. And what would you say to those people? Yeah, I mean, I, I've had that experience and I've had to keep doing, keep going back and saying just because I had that bad experience doesn't mean I'm going to have it again. And I've I've done that with people and then had not so great an experience with them, too. And I I have to believe that in the greater scheme of things, it's, you know, the, uh, what is it? Pareto's law, the 80, 20 rule. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know what, maybe only 20% of the things that you try work, but they're going to work enough to make up for all of the stuff. So you're more likely to hit that home run if you're constantly willing to try new things. Um, and, and letting the fear of, or, or letting someone taint you, like, don't, don't give that, that power, you know, you try something, it didn't work, take whatever lessons you can from it and don't be scared to try again. It's like, if your heart is broken and you never love again, you know, how sad would that great analogy? So it's the same thing. Yeah. And it kind of circles back to what I loved about that article and everything you were sharing in it, you know, just about that you really do have to kind of trust yourself. I mean, you are not a victim of your resources or your investments. You are in charge of your life, Mm -hmm. in charge of your business, and the decisions you make will move things forward, even if it's just a learning experience Mm -hmm. that didn't have an outcome that you initially, the reason why you invested in it, but because you learned through the experience, the exposure to it, the just the traveling through that journey has made you a different person than when you started. And all of that contributes to the bigger picture and who you are as a business owner. And that's why I think that's such a powerful distinction that you made. And it's it's a great way to look at it more holistically so you can be more fair to yourself and allow yourself to make those investments and grow your business. Otherwise, you're going to be stagnant. I, I could not have said it better. I think that is, and it's, I'm picturing, uh, you know, the road to success and it's all like spaghetti, you know, that's just how it goes. <laughs> and and mm-hmm. you, you mm-hmm. only can learn from trial and error and making mistakes. And, you know, it's like so cliche. It's like, but failure is actually like the, the next step towards the next big success. And if I hadn't been in $40,000 of debt, I would not have the business that I have today that's super profitable because wow. I was forced to look at my business from a different angle. And if I had just had a little bit of money, if I had just had any more credit, I would have kept those employees and like, who knows where I would be today. So, um, you know, I think failures are the perfect catalyst for something great and new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and failures are a learning experience in the best form, yeah. the best form. 
And, uh, you know, it's it's just wonderful to see that you have, you know, made this so clear through your communications and through all the work that you're doing. And one of the things that I, I really wanted to ask you was um, regarding your business and where you where you're at now, you know, you're growing your family, you're just you guys are just doing so well. You've got a great brand going on. I mean, I know I'm out there saying you got to get PS book, you got to check her out. You know? So I'm like your little fan club over here. But what is it about your business that you're most excited about that's coming up? Um, I'm excited to take it, uh, you know, to the next level. And to me that um, I'm excited for my next book. I already know what I want it to be, but I think I want to take it. Um, you know, I self-published that book and I got a lot of reviews and sales considering that I published it myself. So I want to see how I can parlay all of this stuff that I've basically built with my own two hands into like a, a different level of opportunity because that will allow me to reach a much wider audience. And as you said, this solopreneur, um, I call it the solopreneur economy, you know, mm -hmm. it is it, it is exploding and it, it has yes. so much potential. And I am such a fan of people doing their thing and like living their life on their own terms as opposed to being a cog in a, a company. Like that is just so not me. And I know that there are lots of people like me out there who, oh, and like you, yeah. like there's lots of us's and they don't quite know how to do it. So I, I just want to help as many of those people. And like I said before, I like there's when you're a small ser uh, service business specifically, you know, you can do so well with like a handful of clients. And mm -hmm. that means that this is not this is not this is an economy that can only grow. I, you know, there's no competition. I love that too. It's like you're not competing with the person next to you. There's plenty of clients for all of us. Um, and and I think that when you're a solopreneur, you're um, the, and you're investing in yourself. So you're building your best asset, which is your value. You're just creating value in the world. And um, I was an economics major, so I'm always thinking about like how to improve the economy and create a utopia and, and, and <laughs> the whole idea of like every individual just creating value out of their own efforts is uh, really exciting to me. So I don't know if that got like too out there, but that's what I'm Oh, really not at all. <laughs> not at all. I love it. I absolutely love it. And you know, those permutations are, you know, circling around the globe and we're all, our general intention is to have freedom to inspire and help other people. And I, that's one of the components about the solo economy that I absolutely adore and why I do the work I'm doing, why I do this show and why I talk to wonderful people like you. So just to wrap up, Pia, I want to ask you two questions. One is what in your business right now would you like to simplify? Uh, I, how I create my content. <laughs> and you create a lot of, I content, a lot so of content. I get that. Yes. <laughs> and, and the second question, yes. the second question is what in your business would you like to multiply? Uh, I would love to multiply my, um, my group of students in my brand in my badass your business bootcamp. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, all my best wishes to you for simplifying and multiplying all those things and more. And I so look forward to all the wonderful things that you and Steve are going to be creating moving forward and can't wait for your next book and the book after that and the book after that <laughs> and all the wonderful there. things that you're going to be doing. Thank you so much for being here with all of us on the show. 
And I am just very much in awe at the work you're doing. And please continue. Absolutely. My pleasure. And so fun to talk to such like-minded people such as yourself. Thank you. All right. Thanks for being here. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for joining me. You know, being a solo can be incredibly rewarding when you have the right guidance, resources, and community to help drive your business vision. The great news is that's exactly what you'll get with Simplify and Multiply. You've just listened to another episode of the Simplify and Multiply show with Terry Pappy. If you want to get free marketing and business development tips, templates, trainings, and more, head over to simplifyandmultiply.com and sign up. Learn how you can grow your business the easy way. That's simplifyandmultiply.com to join our growing community of amazing, talented solopreneurs out to simplify their business, multiply their income, and make a big impact in the solopreneur economy.